Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. Joining us here for episode 78 after a brief winter storm-related hiatus. Thanks so much for coming back. Uh, sorry that we missed you last week, uh, but I'm Tom, joined as always by Jim. Jim, great to be back with you. How are you? I am good, and it is good to be back. I agree. Uh, I think you commented on Twitter, the first time weather has ever um, reared its head in our 70, now eight episodes of this podcast this time around. Uh, life's gotten in the way a number of times before, because that's life, but uh, winter storm. It didn't knock your power out, just knocked your ability to record out your uh, your peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So when you have uh, competitors in the studio, which is what I'll <laughs> refer, to, refer to that as, um, that, you know, makes it a little bit tough, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, nothing happened in the last week, so it's okay. Uh Holy smokes. I, to be fair, I looked at what we were going to talk about last week and, it, you know, we had a couple of things and then freestyling. So if we had to miss a week, last week was probably the one. Good thing we didn't miss this week. Uh, a, we've got head to head to do here in a little bit for blood money, uh, elimination chamber. Um, and uh, but on Tuesday, I believe it was Tuesday morning, Tuesday uh, yep. There had been rumors swirling around about, you know, Cody Rhodes was working without a contract. He even said it in a promo on uh, on YouTube, I think it was, after his uh, ladder match with Sammy Guevara. Um, he name-dropped Sean Ross Sapp for, for breaking that news. Uh, but on Tuesday, there were, I won't say dueling statements, joint statements, I guess, rather than dueling, because they weren't competing or they weren't nasty in any way, uh, released at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern. The Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes, but I think Cody is the one probably going to spend more time on here, um, are done with AEW. They are not returning. I mean, until he walks out on WWE, I'll believe 100% that he's not returning, but that's the statement. They're done in AEW. Uh, lots of rumors that he's headed to WWE for some pretty good money. The numbers are, out, are that are being thrown around. But uh, Tom, on our prediction show, not even three months ago now, uh, you predicted that we would see the first AEW star move from AEW to WWE. Uh, it didn't even take three months, and you were right, and it's Cody Rhodes. Again, he, yeah, he hasn't shown up yet, right? So let's not – I don't need the bouquet of flowers today, um, but I will ask and expect – I'll pre-order them, though. I'll pre-order <laughs> Please, yes. 1-800-Flowers.com is not a sponsor. There you go. <laughs> but, hey, you can sponsor us here on Two Spot Monkeys Live. That's right. Um, yeah, I, and, and at that time, I don't even know that I was aware of Cody's contract status. Again, so, you know, with what, what's come out and what was talked about even before Tuesday, you know, the contract for him specifically, maybe Brandy as well, was done at the end of 2021. And so for about six weeks, they were trying to negotiate and come to terms on a new deal. And Monday came and Tuesday came and in that 48 hour window, give or take, you know, the sides could not come to an agreement. So here we are. And it's really surprising for me, only from the sense of, you know, we, we talk about the four pillars in AEW and like that's the youth and the, the, the talent that will be, um, you know, generational in terms of leading them down the next decade plus. But the pillars behind the scenes are Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. So having one of those pillars now gone is really surprising, even if it's amicable in the end. Yeah, I mean, to me, 
Cody was, especially at the start, like he was the face of AEW. And I don't even mean that as like, obviously he was never the world champion in AEW, but that was very intentional because he was seen as kind of the public face of AEW from, from the management side too, not just the wrestling side, but the, the management side. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, just stunning to me in a lot of ways. Like when I heard he was working without a contract, I'm like, ah, they'll get it worked out, whatever, you know, maybe they'll, maybe I, I even thought maybe they're just dragging it out because they're taping season two of roads to the top or something. And, you know, gives them something dramatic to have going on on that show. And, um, you know, apparently, I mean, and again, uh, Sean Rassap has said all week, like, if it's a work, they're working everybody, and you can't come back from, as Sean says, from working the boys. Um, so odds are it's not. Um, now, again, he has not put pen to paper with WWE as far as we know. Um, so anything is possible. AEW could still come up with an offer, but it sure seems like they both have decided that, yeah, that's not going to happen. They're too far apart or or whatever. How You know, you hear there was... Um, you know, loss of power as far as creative went. Um, I know the beginning of 21, I think, could have been 20, uh, Tony Khan took over more of the creative. You know, he became kind of the, I'm going to say the Vince McMahon. I don't mean that, you know, totally in the same way, but the buck stopped with him, so to speak, as far as creative. And frankly, the show got better because there was a while there where storyline-wise, AEW was really drifting and, and they still got some ways they can get better, but um, you know, so maybe Cody lost some power there. I don't know, but here he comes. I, I know they're throwing a bunch of money from the sounds of things at him at WWE. What do you think? What do you think if he goes to WWE? What do you think life looks like for him in WWE? That's a great question. I haven't given that a lot of thought, and I and I was also thinking on both sides of the fence or both sides of the coin. Did I did was there anything that I missed in AEW that I wish Cody would have done and nothing came to mind? There wasn't a match or a talent that I was like, shoot, what a missed opportunity for him not working with that person. So there's that. On the other side, again, he's a fresh face, but he has a history in WWE as well. Um, so that he can clearly integrate in with a number of talents and inject some life. And, I, and I'm not going to beat WWE up today, even though I think I think some of that will come out when we do our pick them for, for the we'll give it time. I'm sure we will. Well, and, and again, the beating them up is you know, the, the morality, the morality of this event uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, and so maybe we'll just not park there because, you know, let's, let's just look at pro wrestling in isolation. Uh, so Cody coming in uh, again, he I, if, if he does. I have to believe it's financially driven only. And he's really looking to set himself up, his wife up, unless she gets a contract as well, and their child or future children up for the rest of their lives. Again, I would imagine that they're in a decent spot, you know, with wealth and finances already. This is probably going, okay, cool. I now have um, to not be so flippant, FU money. Yeah, yeah, I... I agree. I mean, cash and creative, as uh, as Jim Ross has often said, uh, those are the things that drive most folks in the wrestling business. And uh, it it felt to me, and and again, just felt to me. I have 
zero backstage knowledge. Um, like Cody kind of did, I don't know, I'm not going to say what he wanted, but Sean Rassap talks about the Cody-verse. Cody kind of had his own little universe as far as his feuds went. He didn't really cross over very much with the rest of what was going on in AEW most of the time. Um, his things kind of happened in a bubble, and he never really did. The, the one thing I think that could have been an interesting story would have been some crossover between he and the elite. Um, now, we'll see where the elite goes when Kenny Omega comes back, you know, in the next few months, maybe. I don't know. I haven't heard anything on Omega, but um, I hope he's back soon. I, I miss Kenny Omega, to be perfectly honest. And I think they've got some really interesting storylines they can do there with what they're doing right now uh, with Adam Cole and Jay White and, and others in that in that grouping, the Bucks and, and folks. But uh, they never really crossed that over. Um, and so that could have been interesting. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some others. I'm sure Cody would have liked to work with Sting at some point. Um, just because they're, you could have had a little nostalgia there, Dusty Road Sun, Sting. You know, I mean, you, there could have been some things. But but not like, oh, man, you know, they dropped the ball on that one. Like, like if they never got to see him punk and MJF in AEW, we would say, oh, they dropped the ball on that. That should have happened. I agree with you. There's nothing Cody didn't do in AEW. There's things he could have done that could have kept him you know, fresh or, or as fresh as Cody Rhodes was in AEW. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting matchups. Any matchup he can have in WWE, even if he's faced those people before, back when he was there, you know, the first time, I think these are fresh matchups because this is a very different Cody Rhodes than when he left WWE. So I think they're fresh. I definitely think for the money they're probably going to spend to get him, again, we're going hypothetical that they sign him. I definitely think he comes in as a top level, probably wins a title, you know, within that first year. I just wonder how long it lasts because I just don't know that Vince McMahon can help himself. You know, he bought WCW. He had a ready-made multi-year story that he could have told with WCW and WWE, and he just couldn't help himself but squash them. Now, granted, he wasn't able to get the Goldbergs and the Ric Flairs and the you know, Kevin Nash's and the, and the guys that really would have made that thing great um, or could have made it great. But I don't think that would have mattered if he could have gotten them. I think he would have squashed them too. Uh, now, that being said, years later, Goldberg came in. He's won the title a number of times. Nash came in. So maybe Cody can, but those are always years down the road. Cody left, bet on himself, said, I think I can prove that I'm a top guy. I think Cody's done that. Um, and and Cody helped start. <clears throat> let's not take away the, the credit due. Cody helped start the first national competitor we've seen to WWE at this level. And, and granted, they're not knocking on the door of like knocking off WWE as the number one money, money-wise promotion in the in the in America or in the world. They got a long way to go. But we haven't seen this level of competition and excitement. I think since WCW, I don't think Impact has ever gotten there, even at their heyday, um, when they, you know, in TNA, can Vince help himself? Um, but to say, haha, look, I squat, you know, I squash it. We got Cody back. And now look, 
he lost to all of our top guys. Like, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know. Well, that wouldn't be a good use of money, right? Nor would it be a good use of creative, in my opinion. Again, but I don't think Vince McMahon. I don't think he cares. I don't. Yeah, like I think he, he'd rather he'd rather what's the saying? Bite off his nose or cut off his nose to spite his face spite or something face, along yeah. those. Like I feel like that. I feel like that's very much how this could play out if it materializes, which would be just absolutely. Uh, wrong on so many levels but then you'd go <laughs> well no i'm a Vince man <laughs> right i just i said on our on our friend group that uh you know I, I definitely think he'd come in on top um you know in a in in a top level spot i should say um for a while but how long before he's feuding with apollo cruz and dolph ziggler like and nothing against apollo cruz and dolph ziggler two super talented guys who should be used better but they're not, you know, and just if we're looking at where they're positioned in WWE, if you're feuding with Apollo Crews and Dolph Ziggler um, and you're a regular raw brand, you know, competitor, Tommaso Ciampa, that's a different thing with Dolph. They're doing something different over there. Uh, but on Raw, um, you're, you're not seen as a top guy. Let's just admit it. You know, that's those aren't top programs. I don't know. It'll be interesting. So let's let's just fantasy book 101 for a quick second here, Tom. And I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question. Cody comes in before Mania. I think there's a chance Cody comes in the raw after Mania because I'm hoping because they're back in front of live crowds that the raw after Mania becomes the holy cow show that it used to be instead of the absolute fart and church that it was last year. Um, it was terrible. Um, but again, you and I talked about a little bit before we hit record. WWE seems to be struggling to buy tickets or to sell tickets to WrestleMania. They were doing a two for one sale this week um, and two for one, meaning uh, not you buy Saturday, you get Sunday, but two for one, meaning you buy seat number seven in this row, you get seat number eight in this row for this show. So it's not a package deal where you get both nights or something like that. Uh, so they're struggling a little bit. And uh, so if he comes in before mania to help, sell tickets, whatever. Who does Cody Rhodes work at WrestleMania? Seth Rollins. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. The the one I'd love to see if he's able and healthy, and I don't know, uh, Cody Triple H would be. I mean, I think you could tell an interesting story there. For sure. Yeah, well, you think back to the whole Cody at one of the first uh, AEW shows destroyed the throne with the sledgehammer. Right. 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 So that's like, you know, wink and nod. Hello. Like, right. you know who you, that was for. <laughs> you, right. Right. Yeah. There was, there was no subtlety in what he did there. Um, although I've heard that they've stayed on good terms and that, you know, Hey, Cody was just doing his thing. And um, I, I think the promos could be really good. Cody Rhodes is a great promo. Let's, let's just call it what it is. I think he's a great promo. Triple H is a good promo. You know, if a, if Triple H and Cody are going to ever work together, and if Triple H ever works again, I don't know, you know, what... Obviously, the heart situation he had a number of months ago was very, very serious. I think that that's been clear. And so he may never work in the ring again. And if and if he doesn't, because health-wise, that's the right thing for him to do, that's fine. And I'm not dying to see Triple H work anymore. Uh, that ship sailed a long time ago. But I think Cody Triple H should be interesting. I think Seth and Cody would have a heck of a match. Um Annette just said the Miz. Oh, I I get what you're saying there, and I definitely see some parallels. But 
gosh, I hope not the Miz in it. Um, I, I hope you bring him in above the Miz, but but I could see it. I totally could see. I, yeah, I would wouldn't be stunned. Um, I just think you'd have a lot of people saying, "Oh, look, they're burying him already. They're putting him with the Miz." Um, I I could see. You know, right now we don't have a challenger for the WWE title at WrestleMania because we have the Elimination Chamber for the title match. We're going to talk during the picks. Maybe some things will happen that that work that out. Um, I, it wouldn't stun me to see Cody Rhodes in the WWE title match at WrestleMania. I think that would be a big match, something you haven't seen before. You know, all of those kinds of things. Uh, I definitely don't think we see him Saturday in Saudi. I don't think he's going to Saudi Arabia. Because I think the pop you get in Saudi Arabia isn't going to be the pop you get anywhere in the U.S. So um, that would be insanely short-sighted and stupid of Vince McMahon, which is exactly why I'm picking him to show up on. No, um, but um, I don't. This is going to be really. I mean, what a crazy time to be a wrestling fan, right? I mean, Cody Rhodes is a free agent and and probably headed to WWE. I don't see Cody Rhodes like when he left WWE. He kind of did the worked Evolve and worked Ring of Honor. I think he worked Evolve. Did he work Evolve? He did. He worked a number of Evolve shots. Okay. He was, he, yeah, his first couple oh, of months, right. I, was at, I was actually looking at, on Cage Match just to kind of get a, a bit of context for when he was done in WWE. It was 2016. Um, so which was, years. Yeah, it, it about five and a half, I would five say. And a, yeah, yeah, um, And yeah, he, he kind of like did like the indie kind of like carousel. And yep. then he finally like kind of got really in uh, in full gear with with uh, ROH and had a contract there for a spell and then again the, again the narrative will, will forever say it's 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 kind of that that synergy at Ring of Honor between he and the Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page maybe peripherally on that last one that's what was the incubus or the incubator for AEW right and and Ring of Honor you know financed all in. Um, which has been led to, you know, some of the um, maybe rough feelings that had been there before. Maybe those have smoothed over. I, you know, I think it's much more likely that we see Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania that weekend than we do at Supercard of Honor. Uh, for a myriad of reasons, not the least of which, uh, it, well, probably for about three to five million reasons. Um, you know, Ring of Honor can't pay him what WWE can. I mean, just plain and simple. Would they love to have him at Supercard of Honor? Yes. Let's let's not uh, get whatever hard feelings they have. If they can announce Cody Rhodes for Supercard of Honor, they would they would love to do that. But he's if he left AEW, I have to think he already kind of knew his next step. He's not a dumb guy. He's a very smart guy. I think he knows where he's going. It's just a matter maybe of finalizing some. Uh, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, that sort of thing. Uh, so I don't know. I, this is going to be a story I think we follow here on Two Spot Monkeys, and uh, we'll have more to say as it comes along and, and where they debut him and if they debut him with The Miz or with Bobby Lashley, with Roman Reigns, with Seth Rollins. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who kind of his bigger feuds were. The, the one I remember because I saw a match live um, at a pay-per-view after Brock Lesnar came back the first uh, – Lesnar Cena pay-per-view match at Backlash, um, whatever year that was. I saw Cody in the Big Show in a tables match that ended with a terrible finish of Big Show stepping off the ring apron through a table. Um, 
in Chicago. The big show is obviously in AEW now. Um, I, I'm trying to think if there's Jericho, you know, those. Um, <laughs> and that says, too bad Shane is gone. We could have had son of a son of a plumber versus son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> so we could have. It's true. Uh, and and who knows? Maybe they figure that out, and it is Shane and Cody, and everybody groans. Um, that Cody. would actually be. Uh, you, you, you could you could actually tell a decent story if 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 you had Cody versus Shane at WrestleMania. You could, like you really like, and you could you could hint at Cody's coming from the competitor, and Shane wants to protect his dad and and the family business, and. Ooh. What if instead of Shane protecting his dad because Shane's gone, Cody versus Austin Theory? I like that. I think that would be a great match. I think it, I mean, that's a huge spot for Austin Theory. Be a huge spot so. for Austin Theory this early. Um, well, we're going to talk about Austin Theory in a minute here. Uh, Tom, it is head to head for Elimination Chamber Blood Bunny. Um, sorry, I just, there I go, saying it again. Um, and, and I agree with you. You know, we, we both have our feelings. In fact, most of the time we haven't even picked these Saudi shows, um, but they finally have shifted them, it seems like, uh, over the last couple Saudi shows. Uh, when they first started, they were nothing but a glorified house show, in all honesty. Um, you know, they did the greatest Royal Rumble thing the one time to kind of give it a, a spark or whatever, but they were basically glorified house shows with attractions. You know, you had Shawn Michaels coming back for that terrible tag match. Um, with Undertaker and Kane and Triple H uh, and some other spectacle kinds of things. But now they've really turned them into uh, canon, I guess, for lack of a better word, if you want to use a, a literary, you know, they they fall in line and things have happened. They do a lot of title changes in Saudi Arabia lately. Um, so since this helps set up WrestleMania, we figured, well, we better put it on. It is the February premium live event. Um, for those on the podcast, I just rolled my eyes and shook my head. Uh, so we decided anyways to make the picks here. Yeah, the morality of it, we'll just, we'll park that. We all understand what we, both Tom and I feel about that. Perhaps you do too. Perhaps you don't. Perhaps you think they should take the money and and that's, you know, whatever. It's capitalism. I guess if I were a, a stockholder, I might have a different opinion. I'm not, and I don't foresee myself becoming one. And if I ever do become one, it won't be one at any level that'll matter. You know, I'll, in the 12 cent dividend, I'm, if I'm real lucky, I'll get, you know, 24 or 36 cents sent to me. So yes. you know, it'll be, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not, a, I'm not invested in the stock market. Maybe I should be. I don't know if I ever do get, I can't imagine that one of my big holdings will be WWE. So <laughs> I'd, I'd probably buy a couple of shares just for fun to say I'm an owner, but, um, Kind of like I bought my mom a share of Green Bay Packers stock, but at least WB stock has a dividend. Green Bay Packers, you give them money and nothing ever happens. Um, so cool. Anyways, not a football podcast. Although we never got to make our Super Bowl picks. Maybe we'll talk about that just at the very end um, and talk about we talked football a little bit before we clicked record. Let's talk Elimination Chamber, though, Tom. Uh, and oh, head to head update, though. First, before we talk Elimination Chamber, uh, it's at uh, yet <laughs> Royal yes. Rumble, yet <laughs> Royal Rumble. Uh, I went three and three. You went one and five. So I have a seven and four record. You have a six and five record. So for the first time in uh, four hundred and seventy three events, I am leading. Um, I maybe it's not that, but uh, it feels that way sometimes. So I've got the lead. 
which means, Tom, you get the first pick for Elimination Chamber. Uh, and we have, I didn't even count, how many matches do we have? One, two, five, eight. seven, eight matches. Eight matches. All right, good. Full card. Um, I guess they had to know what they were doing because it's a long flight to Saudi Arabia. So you can't really book it the day before. Um, Tom, you get to pick for the 9,723rd time, I believe, they're wrestling. Rey Mysterio and The Miz. I haven't seen Raw in two weeks. When I last saw Raw, there was uh, the Miz talk show, Miz TV segment. And, you know, Dominic was actually getting in the Miz's face, uh, defending his dad. So I don't know entirely why it ended up here versus the Miz versus Dominic versus the Miz. Uh, I always have a hard time picking these because I feel like WWE gives us things like this because Rey Mysterio is colorful and flashy and known probably to the people in Saudi Arabia who want this show to be uh, an event. So I don't know if that's a good pick, but I'm going to pick Rey Mysterio, uh, even though I think there's probably a longer story here. Um, and then two, you know, there was some thought about are Ray and Dominic going to finally have a match? Maybe WrestleMania is that. Maybe this is a vehicle to help get there. Um, I, I, I would not be shocked if that could happen. So not with a high confidence point, Ray Mysterio is my first pick. Yeah, I I wouldn't be shocked. I, I know there is a kickoff show on Saturday. They have not announced a match for it. I don't know if they will. Um, I, I think there have been kickoff matches before at Saudi shows. I can't quite remember. Um, I, I will say one thing just in general about this card. Where's Mansoor? Like, he's always on the Saudi shows, and he always goes over. I'm kind of shocked he isn't. I mean, he hasn't been featured on Raw lately, but that hasn't stopped them before either. Before he ever came up to Raw, he was always on these shows. So I don't know if maybe he's hurt or something. I just it, interesting that he's not on this show. Um, but I could see this if there is a kickoff show being the kickoff match. Um, because maybe the SmackDown tag title match could too, but other than that, I don't think the rest of them you'd put on the kickoff show. Um, you could also, maybe Mansoor's coming over and he's going to be a surprise for the kickoff match or something, and he's going to wrestle, I don't know, fill in the blank on random guy who can lose here. Um, I'm going to go with the thought that maybe it's the kickoff and and kind of what you said, which I have the same belief. Uh, the Saudi folks have been clear on who they want to see sometimes. In fact, there's the infamous story of <clears throat> at the Greatest Royal Rumble, they wanted Yokozuna to be in that. Well, Yokozuna had only been dead about 15 years at that point. Um, so they brought in random sumo guy. I can't even remember what his name was because he was in the match for like a minute and thrown out. So, um, you know, I, <laughs> they know the big names, but do they follow the the product? Clearly not. Um so Ray seems the big name here. I'm going to go with Ray. I agree. Not a huge level of confidence. Um, it seemed like they were headed towards that Dominic Ray split, like you said. And then they weren't even in the Royal Rumble together after they had had a couple of weeks of, oh, I threw you over the top rope. Oh, I threw you over the top rope. Now we're not even in the Rumble together because we can't be bothered to follow our stories. Um, could happen here. Could just not happen at all. Who knows? <laughs> because why would we follow through? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Ray, but won't be stunned if it's The Miz, especially if there is more story. I hope if The Miz wins, there's more story, um, but I'm also fine if this just is the end of whatever this feud has been. It's kind of been weird. Um, 
I should have put these in a different order because I don't want to make the first pick on this match, but uh, we're going to spoil something from SmackDown. Uh, apologies. Uh, that's coming up tonight on SmackDown. Nobody is live watching right now, so that's good. Uh, maybe you won't listen to this, but I'm just warning you, if if that's something you don't want to have happen, then maybe fast forward a couple of minutes here. But uh, on SmackDown tonight, they do a contract signing for Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville, which the match has already been announced. So that's not a spoiler. Um, but apparently they add a stipulation where Ronda Rousey will have one arm tied behind her back. So we're going to to make the pick with that stipulation in mind. Um, Ronda Rousey, Naomi, Charlotte Flair, Sonya Deville. You have one baby face, two heels, and whatever the heck Ronda Rousey is. I don't know. Uh, clearly, this is a vehicle for the Rousey-Flair match at WrestleMania. Um, so I expect whoever wins, it'll either be Naomi or Sonya who take the fall. Um <clears throat> To me, you can go one of two ways, especially with this silly one arm tied behind Ronda's back. Uh, I said to you as we were running down the the lineup before we clicked record, nineteen eighty four called and wants their stipulation back. Um, can I ask a clarifying question? Is Sonya Deville's arm still in a sling? Because wasn't it in a sling? Could have been. I haven't watched SmackDown in a while. Okay, I feel like Sonya Deville's arm was in a sling, maybe from the Naomi thing. So maybe that's how this comes together. This step gets added. Okay, just, maybe she does. She's got a bad wing, so Ronda's got to have a bad. Just a wondering, yeah. It makes some sense, at least. Um, I, I can give them a little more credit if that's the case. Uh, <clears throat> although weird that it wouldn't be Naomi, that it would be Ronda. Although Sonya could play it up that she, you know, Naomi doesn't scare her, basically, uh, without saying that. Either Ronda taps Sonya with one arm tied behind her back, or they use the one arm tied behind her back to somehow keep Ronda out of the ring and, and Charlotte and, and Sonya win beat Naomi and, you know, Ronda's mad and going to get her revenge at WrestleMania. Um, I'm going to go Ronda and Naomi here. I don't feel great about it, but I kind of feel like the story could then be Ronda Rousey says, we want our tag match with one arm tied behind my back. What do you think I'm going to do to you at WrestleMania when I have both arms? That's what I'm going to go with. Ronda and Naomi are my pick. Again, don't feel strong about it, but we'll go there. So stipulation aside, I'll say first, I am surprised that Ronda Rousey's here. Not, not because she shouldn't necessarily be. Like, if she's only back for a year, I understand WWE probably wants to squeeze the most juice out of the lemon. I... I and Ronda is not what she was when she first came in. She's seasoned. She, she she needs to probably get her bearings back, you know, having been off for a couple of years. But I think that that's probably more natural for her because she's an athlete by nature. I, I would have thought we would have gone Rumble, a lot of promos, in-ring, you know, Gaga, and then Mania. This So this, this being a spot on the road and actually having her in a match is just interesting for me. Again, but they're paying her probably a significant amount of money, so they probably want to get a return That's on that investment. Quality bonuses are real, so. Yep. Yeah. Um, looking at this from a pure like pro wrestling one hundred and one ish lens, I say ish because pro wrestling evolves and it's not eighty five anymore, and heels and baby faces, yada yada yada. It would make a great ton of sense, in my opinion, for Flair and, and Sonya to win, because then it puts the heat on them. And it makes Rousey coming for Charlotte and Naomi coming for Sonya 
probably both at WrestleMania, probably both on different nights, a whole lot more juicier. I'd love if they did that. But I'll also apply the Rey Mysterio logic here. Ronda Rousey is probably the star in this match, even though Charlotte Flair probably is, is, is up there. I don't know that she's uh, got the, le- the the lineage yet. She will, that that people, the, the Saudi dignitaries, we'll call them, you know, view her through. So with that in mind, I'm going to still say, again, this is a pro babyface event. Babyfaces win, everyone's happy, yada, yada, yada. Rousey and Naomi um, overcome the stip, and they also win. So we're doubled up there, bud. We are. And the, the other thing I do want to just mention before we move on, um, it was only in October of 2019 that WWE put on the first women's wrestling match in Saudi Arabia. It's only two and a half years ago. And there are three women's matches out of eight matches on this card, including a six-woman match and a four-woman match. Um, so you've got 12 women on this show. So kudos to WWE. I don't say that a whole lot. Um, while I, you know, again, talk about running the show in Saudi Arabia in the first place, that they've somehow worked it where women couldn't even be on the show. Now, yes, they don't wear their normal gear. They have, you know, the last time I remember Becky and somebody were on a Saudi show, they looked like their Becky especially looked like she was in her workout gear. Um, you think they could at least... I mean, the, the gear that Ronda wore at the Rumble probably would be pretty close. There there might have been just a little too much uh, under the neck showing there, but there wasn't much, you know, it wasn't a very revealing outfit in any way, shape, or form that Ronda was wearing. Um, so, yes, the outfits are a little bit different, and that's a, you know, whatever. But um, kudos to them that they got 12 women on this show when it used to be a real battle to even get two. So I'll give them that. <clears throat> Tom, you get the first pick on the Falls Count Anywhere match, uh, the feud of the year so far in 2022, uh, for Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. I just feel bad for Drew McIntyre because I just, and you and I both know, but I, you know, my, my statement was me. I know what he's capable of, and this just seems just like such a step down. Uh, it, it appears because of them going here that the the main match for McIntyre is against Happy Corbin. Again, nothing against Happy Corbin. I really like the guy. I loved King Corbin. Um, I'm not, you know, all in on Happy Corbin yet, but um, yeah, I, I like Broke Corbin a lot better than Happy Corbin. Whatever, whatever you want to call that version of him. Sure. Yep. Um, Baron Corbin uh, loves to make steak. If you follow him on Twitter or Instagram, he's always cooking a great piece of meat. Uh, as a steak lover myself, it, cheers, brother. He also has a great bourbon collection, and as Someone who really enjoys bourbon uh, has some uh, some mighty fine bottles. So um, I like him more than just in you know character wise. I like I like the things that he likes too. Uh, we have a little bit of a different uh, you know income bracket though, so he can get <laughs> a little bit more than I can get. Um, all of that being said, that has nothing to do with this match. Drew McIntyre is going to mop the floor with Moss. I wonder if Corbin gets involved and maybe gives like a spot where McIntyre could lose. Um, Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, McIntyre definitely wins this match. And again, I'm not on fire for McIntyre Corbin at Mania, but yeah, I got to fill two nights of, sh- of, of content, buddy. You, you do, but you can you do something with McIntyre that matters. Like, there's a wonderful idea. People think it matters. They're again, clearly, people are behind Corbin, and, and again, in the ring, people. he is he's more than serviceable. It, true. 
people, meaning Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. Um, uh, McIntyre has beaten Moss two or three times. He came back, then then they had Moss and, and Corbin put him out when he had the neck thing, had to get his neck checked out. They bring him back at the Rumble. He eliminates both Baron Corbin or Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss and then just destroys them with the ring steps. Like, feud over. Move on. We put it, now, now we're going to WrestleMania. We're going to do something new with Drew. Nope, never mind. We're going to do this. And so now he's facing Moss again. Like like you said, clearly Corbin should be the final boss, I guess, if you want to use a video game, you know, in this feud. Do it here. Blow it off and put McIntyre in something that matters at WrestleMania. Uh, looking at the SmackDown side, I have no idea what that would be. Um, I don't know. Do McIntyre and Big E or something. Like, find a reason to do that. That'd be new and different. Jim, um, I hate to break it to you, but crap, he's not a Roma, isn't he? No, no, he's a bit, he's a tag team wrestler now, sadly. Again. Well, I know, and we're going to talk about that in a minute here with the next match, but um, I know, but I know, I, I tongue in cheek, right? You know, you know, it'd be awesome if they really wanted to go, hey, let's see what these guys can do together because I bet it could be sick if we really wanted to like, put like a little bit of that, like, hey, we know we got pro wrestling fans out there, even though we're sports entertainment, Drew McIntyre, Shinsuke Nakamura. Imagine, imagine that for 12 to 15 minutes. You know, there could actually be <clears throat> a story told of Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes. Because yep. they both kind of did the same thing. They got released and then they went and kind of reinvented themselves. Not reinvented necessarily, but eh, somewhat reinvented. Proved that they were the top, they could be top guys. And then they came back as top guys. Um, eventually, in McIntyre's case, took him a little while in WWE to get there, but Again, you and I just fantasy booked like three matches that are far better than Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. I'm sorry. And just by you recalling that, it actually made me think of something we didn't talk about when we were talking about Cody. And this is really tongue in cheek, but I could definitely see Vince going, No, Cody, welcome back. Here's $5 million a year, but we're sending you to NXT 2.0. <laughs> right. Right. You're going to go job to Tony D'Angelo um, <laughs> or Dante Chen or Duke Hudson. Um, we didn't even talk about vengeance day we say that for another time um it was it was a show that was there um I, this it'll be fun for a false count anywhere match um i don't even think moss is that bad either they've saddled him with an absolutely horrible gimmick this whole telling bad jokes and laughing hysterically like a maniac um is a stupid gimmick for him um so they're doing him no favors with his gimmick. And I don't, I just don't think he's that bad in the ring. But again, nobody cares because he's given him this awful gimmick. So yeah, Drew's going to mop the, absolutely Drew's going to mop the floor with him in Saudi. Um, this is going to be one of my higher uh, confidence picks probably. And then watch me be wrong because they're going to have Baron Corbin cost him the match to set up their WrestleMania match or something. I, I will throw things at my TV if they do that. Uh, Make sure they're soft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so the SmackDown tag title match is next, and nobody cares. The Usos defend against the Viking Raiders. And I only say that because WWE clearly does not care about their tag team divisions, at least on SmackDown. Raw, they're doing a little bit more with RK-Bro and, and Alpha Academy right now, um, which when are we going to get that match? Have they ever gotten around to telling us? Um, it has to be WrestleMania unless they do it on Raw, which, again, why would you give that away on Raw unless it's a vehicle to set up something 
bigger at WrestleMania. Right. Unless it's the vehicle to get to Randy Orton and Riddle at Mania, which, you know, is what you and I have thought. Well, I thought it was going to happen back at SummerSlam. So maybe maybe SummerSlam 2022 um, is where we finally get that match. But on, on SmackDown, I mean, they've really downplayed the tag titles, which is too bad. Uh, there's no reason this shouldn't be good. You have four very talented people, two very talented teams. The Viking Raiders are criminally underused in WWE. Um, I mean, if we wanted to talk about most underused in WWE, look, that's a long list and we could put a lot of names on it, but these two have to be near the top of it in my mind. I love them as War Machine, uh, love their run in NXT as War Raiders. They came into WWE, they never lost the NXT tag titles. They never lost them. They lay, had to lay them down because they came to WWE and then they didn't really, I mean, they had a short raw tag title run. I don't know. They've never used the Viking Raiders the right way in my mind for any length of time. But that that is that is exactly, you know, the con the continuing narrative about NXT talents once they get called up. Yep. And it's really sad. And you nailed you nailed the really big point I was gonna make. I know you need to pick still, so I won't talk long on this. But when I saw this match on paper, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. But I'm so disenfranchised by the fact that they're not gonna let it be awesome. Right. And I was just like Okay, it'll probably be cool. There'll be some fun stuff, but it's not what it could be. And the funny part is, if they want to build that tag division on SmackDown, you got the Usos, you got the Viking Raiders, you have Biggie and Kofi Kingston, who are no longer referred to as the New Day, uh, <clears throat> because they saw that AEW did that with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and it seemed like a good idea. Apparently, that's my read on it. Nobody has said that. Um, you have Los Lotharios, who hello have been tearing it up. I have seen a couple of their matches the last couple of weeks. Not shocking. Two really talented guys. Um, so you got four teams right there. I'm probably forgetting one or two others. Uh, I mean, you could do Corbin Moss could be a tag team. Um, there are enough SmackDown guys. Or, oh, you have the Mysterios. Okay, whatever. Um, nope, they're on Raw. Never mind. Um, see, I can't keep my brand straight. I need a little I need a little guide on my screen that has red and blue or something. I don't know. Um you could build that tag division to be pretty good over on SmackDown already, just with those four, and then, you know, work some other things out. I hope, and I know I've said that, I think I've said this before, I hope that with the transition to NXT 2.0, we see better results when somebody moves from 2.0 to the main roster. We haven't seen that happen yet, so we'll see. And even the first couple that I think might move, we're still black and gold, most likely, and they just kind of stayed there, the Dakota Kais, the Raquel Gonzalez's, uh, maybe Pete Dunn, Tommaso Ciampa, those guys. So we'll see what they do with them if they move them up. I don't know. That's a whole another. We could do a whole podcast probably on that. Um, but uh, I wouldn't be stunned if the Viking Raiders won and then they flipped them back to the Usos in like two or three weeks on SmackDown. But I don't think that happens. I'm I'm going to go Usos. Again, it's WWE booking, so I'm never stunned by anything. But um, I, I think Usos win. Yeah, Usos are my pick too, and I really can't say a whole lot more other than the interjection that I offered and, you know, a lot of what you said I, I tend to agree with. So, Tom, you get the first pick in a Raw women's title match, something we've – a match we have not seen before. Uh, Becky Lynch defends against Lita. Yeah, this has been a fun build. Um, again, like I said, I haven't seen Raw in a couple weeks, but when I did see it, they had a nice – good segment between these two on the, on the last episode I watched and it made me excited for this match. And uh, 
it also made me go, Lolita is looking a little bit old. Um, still very attractive, but definitely, again, time is unfortunately uh, not renewable, and you can also not pause it. So even though, Jim, you might think I have a time machine, I don't, um, and I will continue to age, uh, much like Lita has and everybody else under the sun. Um, what a weird diatribe I went uh, down there with. My apologies. Um, <laughs> Becky Lynch is going to win because Becky Lynch versus the winner of the Raw Elimination Chamber match is the, is the goal for WrestleMania. We'll talk about that match next because it's uh, coming up after this. Becky wins here and she awaits her challenger coming out of the cage. Yeah, I, you know, if they keep this under 10 minutes, I think it'll be really good. Um, I don't think Lita probably has a, you know, 15, 20 minute match in her. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I just, you know, I don't, I don't think so. And I don't think it needs to be that. Um, uh, yeah, Lynch has been awesome in the build for this. I've caught some of Raw over the last few weeks, um, caught some things on YouTube. Her, um, she had a, the promo she did at the contract signing that they did on Monday night. Um, she made a comment about, you know, Lita's pushing her basically, um, by making her do this and, you know, don't think I won't go for your neck. Basically there was, she worded it. She got there a little more creatively than I just did. Um, but it kind of made her like, you know, look, I look up to you because I looked up to you as a young girl and now you're trying to take something that's important from me. So I'm not responsible for what I do. Um, I kind of like that side to Becky. Uh, Becky has really grown into this heel persona. When she first turned heel, I did not think it was a good idea. I'm still not 100% sure that it's the best way to use Becky, but she's really grown into the this big-time Bex persona, gone really over the top with it. Um, <laughs> I think there are some definite parallels between her and her husband as far as their character presentations right now. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see that. Um, that there, there definitely seem to be some... I don't know if it's the two of them, their real life, Becky and Seth or whatever Seth's real name is, Colby, um, you know, turned up to 11 uh, with these characters or what, but uh, definitely some, some correlation there, but I, yeah, this will be my eight when I put down uh, confidence points, Becky Lynch win in this match. I, I just hope it's entertaining um, because sometimes when you have matches like this, where it's fairly obvious that, you know, much like Becky's last defense against Dewdrop, Dewdrop wouldn't win that title. Lee ain't winning this title. Um, can you make it an entertaining match while still getting to the result that everybody and their sister knows is happening? We'll see. Uh, another match that I think, frankly, is pretty obvious where they're headed. Uh, WrestleMania title shot on the line, Elimination Chamber match, the women's match uh, for Raw, the women's title, uh, obviously, spot is on the line here. Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley versus Nikki A.S.H. versus Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan versus the returning Alexa Bliss. Uh, Alexa is apparently rehabilitated from her crazy, and so she is back at the Elimination Chamber. Uh, first, let me just say I'm thrilled Alexa Bliss is back. I have been an Alexa Bliss fan since she debuted in NXT. I've always thought she's very, very good in the ring, and, and she only got better you know, from when she first debuted. Um, of course, she wasn't even really in ring much in NXT when she got featured with uh, Blake and Murphy, uh, Buddy Murphy and, and Wesley Blake. How do, how do I forget Buddy Murphy? Hello. Um, by the way, have you seen AEW this week? Total Squirrel moment here for a moment, Tom. Yes. Buddy Murphy, the third guy. 
That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. I, I really didn't know and I couldn't make out the image. Um, but yeah, that was uh, the, the card. I don't understand because I don't understand that, you know, um, religion, I guess, or, or lifestyle. Um, he mentioned history and, and Black and Murphy definitely had some history in WWE. I don't know. Be interesting. And get Buddy Murphy on my TV somewhere. That's all I'm asking people. Come on. Um, get the man on my TV. Um, but anyways, Alexa came in originally with that tag team. That was where I started on this and then scrolled off. Um, imagine that. But um, two spot monkeys, also two spot squirrels. Um, I, I, just to stay there for a second, House of Black with Malachi, Brody, and Buddy, or whatever you call them. Heck yeah, bro, sign me up, dude. <laughs> right, right, sign me up as well. I, You and I both said, and I know we're talking WWE right now, we could almost just do an AEW podcast because there feels like, A, there's enough to talk about every week. I've only seen about the first half of AEW from this week. Uh, but I have seen, even though that happens after where I've seen, I've seen that um, somebody linked to that promo or whatever you want to call it, video package on Twitter, and I watched it um, because I'm, I've am i been a Malachi Black fan, Alistair Black fan, since he was Tommy End, uh, and I was introduced to him in Evolve, I think, was the first place I saw him, uh, have liked that guy and, and that character ever since. So, and, and Brody King, I think, is is pretty good. I I'm not as high on him as some. I don't know that I'm as high on him as you are. Um, as a tag team, I like them a lot. As a singles, I'm a little more me on Brody King, um, but a big Buddy Murphy fan. So if that is the third, who's the third man? It's not Hulk Hogan this time. We know that. So um, it's not Mabel. Rest in peace. Um, so maybe, maybe it's Buddy. That would be a really cool faction. Um, anyways. Alexa's back. That was the point of this all. Uh, so I'm excited to see Alexa back. I, I think it's interesting she's in the Elimination Chamber because assuming she does not win the Elimination Chamber, which I don't think she does, you got to beat her on her return. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Um, I, is, here's the thing. Is she really rehabbed? And do we see... No. Yeah, precisely, <laughs> right? So, so, the, so, so what's going to happen with the regression from the rehab here in this match that causes her to not win, not be able to win. Right. right. That's, and, that's how I see that playing out. Right. Be creative in how you do that. Don't just beat her. Don't just have Bianca hit her with the, the um, KOD and, and beat her or something like that. Like have there be a reason for it. Have Lily drive her crazy or have her don't, don't have her do magic. Like I, I want to see evolution <laughs> don't, in that don't have her Don't have her do magic. Well, you know, I mean, because for an extra, right? Um, right, right. I never pull a rabbit out of a hat. I don't want to see that. Um, but I don't need to see quite all the supernatural, but have an evolution of that character and and that she's nuts. And I'm okay with that. Uh, Liv, do drop Nikki. Thanks for coming. Uh, it's really nice that you were able to get on the show and get a nice big bonus. Uh, so I'm happy for you in that world. Uh, but you ain't winning this match. <laughs> uh, Rhea, I wish. I really do. I, as much as I want to see Bianca Becky again, I think there's a lot of story there. I would love to see Rhea and Becky at Mania, but I'm not getting that. So, and I know that uh, Bianca's winning this match. I Here's my seven. If we're talking about confidence points, uh, only behind Becky, Bianca wins this match. It, it's got to be Bianca and Becky at Mania. I think it's the story. I think it's going to be a good, much better match than their SummerSlam 24 second match was. Um, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent agreement with you here. I'd I'd love 
to see Rhea and Becky, and I believe we will at some point get that. I just keep going back to you know WrestleMania two years ago, and and you know kind of the transition with Rhea right as COVID was just really becoming a part of our reality, and like the trajectory that I thought she was going to be on, and what the reality has been. Not that she's had a bad two years, but I would say like if you would have said what you said and saw at Mania twenty when it was at the PC with no fans, and then you saw Rhea Ripley now, you'd go, I kind of saw the last two years going a little bit differently. Um, and that's and I can't help but wonder if WrestleMania in 2020, I almost said WrestleMania 20, that was a whole different show, uh, WrestleMania in 2020, if it hadn't unfortunately had to happen at the PC because of COVID, if it would have happened at, at uh, the Raymond James, whatever the stadium is in Tampa, I think the crowd would have made her at that point. And I wonder if the last two years would have been very different if she could have had a crowd reaction to Mania that I think she would have gotten. It just sucks. Man, her timing was screwed up so bad by COVID. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's disappointing. Uh, so, yeah, so Bianca, Becky is is for me as well the the, the destination. And uh, I know people, maybe people have wanted it earlier, you know, but it makes a lot of sense to go, SummerSlam and then Mania and, you know, giving us a real match uh, at WrestleMania. Like, w- there's going to be a lot of, like, combustible elements that are going to be ready to have that be something that's really good. So, um, yeah. Uh, th- th- this should be fun. I'm excited for Bianca's role in this, Rhea's role in this, Liv and Alexa. Nothing against Nikki or Dewdrop. They're fine. Um, I think they're going to have an entertaining uh, match here. It's gonna, it's very interesting that they are going to be in in more apparel than normal. Uh, again, because of the culture, uh, the the location. Um, this match being a longer match, I think they'll be and the temps are likely warmer. That's going to be interesting. Will that be a factor at all? That makes me just wonder because the gear is going to be different. Yeah, other than for maybe Nikki, because um, Nikki's pretty pretty well covered in that superhero, although maybe longer sleeves i'm thinking um i can't remember if she has short sleeves on that or not but um yeah and i think nikki and Rhea need to be the ones who start this match let them just beat tar out of each other for a little bit because they've got the best story going on in this match um outside of just wanting the title um quick question before we move on to the last two so let's assume wrestlemania night one and two one of them is main evented again by a women's match i think that's a fair assumption is it Bianca Becky or is it Charlotte Ronda? Charlotte Ronda. Yeah. I wish it was Bianca Becky, to be perfectly honest, but it's Charlotte Ronda. I agree with you. And, and nothing against the value of Bianca Becky. I think internally they'll go, Bianca, you got the shot last year against Sasha. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I think the crowd reaction is going to be much better for Bianca Becky. Um, going back to the WrestleMania 20 thing, I think we talked about this two weeks ago. I think the crowd made crap all over Charlotte and Ronda. Um, I don't know. We'll see. And, th- and that would be weird if it was in the main event spot. That's what happens. Um, I think it'd be fun. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Right, right. It, it will be. Absolutely. It'll be bizarro world as WrestleMania weekend often is for WWE. Um, they didn't have as much of a bizarro world feel last year, but I think it was just a little bit of everybody feeling like, oh, thank God we have a crowd at WrestleMania and, you know, fans and wrestlers both. Um, so 
Anyways, uh, well, whatever the other main event at WrestleMania will end up being on the other night gets determined probably in these next two matches. Uh, okay, come on. We know what it is. It's Brock and Roman. Let's be honest. That's already been announced. It's happening. It's just a matter of which night. Uh, Universal title match, Roman Reigns, Goldberg. Tom, you have the first pick. It's Roman Reigns. I mean, I, I, again, I know why we're having this match. Goldberg is one of those names that you know, fits really nicely here into this puzzle called the Saudi Arabia show. I could care. There's not a match I care least about on this card other than this. And that's hard to say because I really like Roman Reigns. I'm pretty sure I've said it here on this podcast before. And if he continues to come back, I hope he doesn't. Just just go, go hunt, go, go be with your son. Um, Goldberg does nothing for me. Uh, You've made your money. You've stolen Vince's money, in my opinion. Uh, go, just leave. Here's, uh, I'm sorry. Were were you? No, I I don't. Do you, you want me to continue to <laughs> lambast Bill Goldberg? <laughs> Here's my fear, and I'm not going to make this pick, but I just want it put on tape. So if it happens, I have a fear that Brock Lesnar is going to cost Roman Reigns the Universal Title in this match and that Goldberg wins the universal title in Saudi Arabia and goes to WrestleMania as the universal champion. And then spoiler alert, if that, if that happens, and I'm still not hundred percent sure what I'm going to pick in the, the elimination chamber match, but if that happens, then Brock Lesnar wins the elimination chamber match and the Brock Roman match is for the WWE title at WrestleMania. I have a fear that they do that. I'm, and, and, and remove Goldberg and put someone else in this spot. I like that story a lot. I like how that might play out. Drew McIntyre. Sure. Yeah. Um, somebody, again, who that win might do a little something for. Drew doesn't need to beat Roman, be the one to beat Roman, because you and I have both said, like, the person who beats Roman, it could really make them. Again, Big E, it made all the sense in the world. The story was there. You could tell it. Boom. Everything. Nope. We just screwed it all up because we're idiots. Um, like... Ah, um, the last person in the world. Like, I don't think Brock needs to be the one to take the universal title off Roman either. But Goldberg needs that even less because nobody wants to see Goldberg as the universal champion. There's some people that would like to see Brock Lesnar with a title belt around his waist. Sure, I get that. Brock's been, and Brock's been awesome in this new kind of happy go, not happy go lucky, but baby face, funny, give him promo time. You don't need Paul Heyman. Um, I mean, the guy actually, it's a great promo. Um, but uh, Goldberg, I agree. You know, this is akin to Braun Strowman beating Gold, you know, Goldberg at WrestleMania in the PC two years ago. Um, I'm, I'm picking Reigns because I just want to believe, however, whether it's title versus title or whether it's not. I don't want to see Goldberg in a title match at WrestleMania. If you want Goldberg at Mania, I guess. I don't know against who I know Big E is, has angled for it. But again, like you said, sure doesn't seem like they're going to, you know, if they were going to do Big E Goldberg, they shouldn't have moved him right back into the tag ranks. They should have left him as a singles at least. Um, even if you weren't going to do anything major with him for a month or two, but don't put him into the tag ranks. So I don't think we're getting that. I have zero idea who Goldberg would face if Goldberg was going to face, unless they set up. Remember when Goldberg faced Dolph Ziggler at a pay-per-view? Yeah, SummerSlam. Uh, SummerSlam. Uh, unless I could see like Goldberg 
Austin Theory. Somehow they set up something, and I know they're not on the same show, but again, Goldberg kind of goes where he wants. Um, like if they did something like that, where you just give Goldberg a little bit of a showcase, and Theory would bump his butt off for him. So I, you know, if you want Goldberg on the show, but I'm gonna go Reigns. But I just again, I want it noted. I have a fear. So I just want to give you a little bit more ammo to 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 your hypothesis, perhaps. Uh, a couple couple things I was able to I, I, you didn't see me on camera, but I did. I looked into the back room and I gave the wink and the nod to our research team. Um, <laughs> this is the, in, this is Goldberg's uh, or in Goldberg's last eight matches, four, including this one coming up on Saturday. Four of them have been in Saudi Arabia. So so that tells you a lot, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, in Goldberg's last ten matches, including this coming Saturday. Uh, this will be the fifth one that involves the universal title. And he has won it twice. Yeah. So he could be, you, your idea of him winning it for a third time, while I think we both loathe the idea, would not would fit the narrative of what's happened in his career. Was, he seems very much like attached to the universal title. Right. And I've seen, I have not read this story, but I've seen a headline to a story. I couldn't even tell you from what website, so I can't even tell you if it's at all reputable. But I've seen a headline that says WWE has twists and turns planned for Elimination Chamber. Well, that can mean anything, because what WWE thinks is a twist and turn, you and I may not think. We might be like, duh. Um, like we, we all knew that was happening. Um, but this would be a twist and a turn, for sure. Uh, so we'll Jim, see. Can, can I ask you one more question? Just again, I'm putting you on the spot, so I apologize. Um, I not counting, you. not counting this match because we don't know what's going to happen on Saturday yet. Okay. Over under Goldberg's longest match in his last seven. Over under nine minutes. Under. Over. Oh. Yeah, a big surprise, right? Which so, I almost said over because I felt like, yeah, the only reason he asked me that is because it's going to be the way that nobody would expect. But. <laughs> so, so it, and it was his last match. He last competed in WWE in October of last year in Saudi against Lashley. And Lashley. the match went 11-25. And it wasn't bad, I remember. I, I don't know if I watched the whole match, but I remember reading anyways that their first match was awful. Their second match was not as bad. <clears throat> Except I think that had the dumb ending. Um, Annette just said Observer. The Observer reported that the twists and turns thing. So that is a uh, more credible site than others, let's say. Um, Dave doesn't get it right all the time, but uh, well, we'll see. I don't know. I got a fear. It's a fear. Well, let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. Uh, it's my pick first, but uh, it's the WWE title Elimination Chamber. Bobby Lashley. Defends against Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Riddle, and Austin Theory. So I, I I want Bobby Lashley to win this match. I want Bobby Lashley to win this match. Because you've already got Brock going against Roman. Brock does not need to win this match. Keeping Bobby Lashley as a strong champion going into Mania, whether he faces Seth Rollins or God Goldberg Cody Rhodes. or Cody, Cody Rhodes. Um, I'd, I'd much rather see Cody Rhodes than Goldberg in that match for sure. Um, or I don't know, fill in the blank here. 
Randy Orton, um, although I still think it's Orton Riddle. I'm, I'm not letting go of that until we get the tag title match announced. Um, but I think Brock wins it. I just don't see Brock not winning this match. I don't know why. And I don't know if they do something else to get out of the title versus title because I still don't think that's – I don't think they're going to unify the titles. I just – it doesn't make sense to me. If every show was on USA, sure, but it's not. You got USA and Fox. They both want a top guy. They both want to – you know, you got to believe they both want that. It's like, just don't know. But I'm going to go Brock, and I don't know. Either we're about to go eight for eight and we're going to stay one match off or you're going to say Bobby Lashley or really blow my mind with one of the other four guys. Um, I do think this will be really good. All six of these guys are really good in the ring. Um, so I think this could be a really, really good match uh, for these six guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to this match. I, I just I have a hard time seeing Brock losing twice in a row. I, you and I are really like in lockstep today. I wanted you to pick Lashley. I was really hoping you would. Um, so we would have a difference because I was going to go Brock, but so we are going to be uh, chalk across the board today uh, with our picks. Uh, so we'll be looking to Revolution to to change the the, the next time we have standings differences. And, and um, you got a ladder match on that show with some number of people, so that you know at least yeah. we can probably differ there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I I really agree with you on a lot of what you're what you said. I, I don't know that it has to, I, and again, I don't know that just because Brock wins here in my opinion and in your opinion that, that that both he and Roman remain champions if even both of them come out of this show as champions on Saturday. So there's a lot of what ifs. And again, twists and turns, well, twists and turns would be, you know, titles changing um like Goldberg. Oh please no. <laughs> um and 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 the two big things that I'm gonna like really hang my hang my pick on here are this. Number one, I completely am in agreement. You cannot have Brock Lesnar lose twice in a row in, in in like matches like this. He lost the belt at Rumble, came back and re- kind of re-upped, if you will, by winning winning in the Rumble itself. But having lost in the match against Lashley, you don't now come have him come back and lose again here. There's no way. The second piece, he is one of those massive mega superstar names this is the spot and the space where he gets his shine in Saudi Arabia. So uh, I'm going to actually, um, I'm going to actually ask the research team real quick to look, to look at Lesnar. Cause I think Lesnar similar to Goldberg has had quite a bit of his last run in Saudi. So team, you got that? You working on that? Thanks. Okay, great. Um, all right, let's so let's take a peek here. A little bit more uh, frequency for Brock Lesnar matches. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, so this match coming up is match ten. In the last ten, one, two, three, four will have been in Saudi Arabia. So very, very, very much like when Goldberg's on the show, Lesnar's on the show. Again, we know what they're paying for. So, right. I, you know, so Tom, are you? I, I know a Saturday at eleven o'clock is probably not a great eight, or noon your time is probably not a great time for you to sit down and watch wrestling. Are you planning on watching the show either live or trying to catch it after, or are you just going to kind of 
check out results and see what happens. I want to watch this very much. I will not be watching it live. It does not work with our plans on Saturday. It also doesn't work with our plans on Sunday. I may later in the day on Sunday get a chance to start on this. I don't see myself finishing it. I'm really grateful that I'm not the one scoring Fantasy Wrestling League this week. I'm glad that that falls on your plate um, because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have the chance to watch it by the time all of the scores are, are kind of meant to reset or be summarized by Monday. Um, so I'm glad that you get that honor this week. Thank you, friend. Um, I probably see myself watching this on Monday morning, if not in full, uh, continuing from anything that I may have seen on Sunday night. Sure. I'm forgetting that this weekend is also the NBA All-Star weekend, and I'm also always, always a big fan of like, – not necessarily the NBA All-Star game. Like I think my, my love for that peaked in like the 90s and late – or early 2000s, but I do love All-Star Saturday night. I love the three-point shootout. I love the slam dunk competition. Uh, so I definitely think that's where my time and energy will be spent on uh, on Saturday, among other things. Uh, we've got, we got family in town, so. Yeah, I'm hoping to watch the show live. Um, I don't have anything Saturday in the middle of the day. Um, I don't think, anyways. Uh, Sunday actually would have been tougher for me this week, so I'm hoping to to catch it. Uh, There's no football, Jim. What are we going to do on Sunday, man? I, I don't know. And speaking of that, let's just you know jump to football for a quick second. Uh, we made our playoff picks all along. Uh, I believe did we make Super Bowl picks two weeks ago? I think I think we didn't necessarily. No, because we thought we were going to come back last week, right? Yeah. So. Would you have picked, and I know this is always, you know, rose-colored glasses behind, would you have picked the Rams or the Bengals last week? The Rams. And I, and I put that in writing. We had a thread on our Facebook yep. group that we're part of. I put that there. Um, I thought that the Bengals had a really good shot, and they 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 clearly proved that they had a really good shot um, in the game, in the game itself, uh, because it was a close game and it came down to the wire. Um, you know, it's it's almost like a really well written story. There were, I mean, it wasn't a perfect Super Bowl by any means, but when you think of like what makes these two teams, what got them to the dance, and what brought this game to a conclusion, you're not surprised that Matthew Stafford, you know, throws two picks and also leads a fourth quarter comeback, and that Cooper Cup catches a touchdown. Yeah, I I would have gone with the Rams too. Um, I didn't think the offensive line from Cincy would hold up, and they didn't. Um, just you got to protect Joe Burrow a little bit more. I think Burrow showed how amazing he is, even with a, a lack of protection. I think Joe Burrow is a stud moving forward um, in in that. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was my gonna... my son loves Joe Burrow. I think I mentioned that here before, and if I didn't, I'll say it again now. Um, so much so that like. I printed off a photo uh, of Joe Burrow to have let him hang in his room, and I surprised him with it when he came up from school. And he went upstairs and got changed out of his school clothes, and he was like, Dad, what's that Joe Burrow picture on my wall? I go, I did that just for you. He goes, it's awesome. I love it. Uh, and then I tried to go buy him a Joe Burrow football card. Collectibles are insane, Jim. I don't know if you've yeah. been keeping your eyes on collectibles. Um, the cheapest Joe Burrow card at the card shop I went to was $80 kind of out of my price range right right for a young kid uh <laughs> so uh yeah i would have picked the rams 
uh, breaking news here at the end of the podcast. Annette just uh, commented and said, stepped away for a few moments and wasn't sure if we mentioned it or not. We did not because I wasn't aware of it. Uh, WWE just announced the first inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022, Tom, The Undertaker. Oh, cool. Good. And that so, makes that makes a lot of sense. And now, and that makes a lot of sense. I'm not going to just pause there. I was going to say something else we didn't talk about on, on today's episode. We're going to save that potential topic for down the road as we get into WrestleMania season a little bit more. Yeah, I think it makes total sense. Uh, you know, they're in Texas. Undertaker is from Texas, lives in Texas. Uh, deserving. Um, yeah. I, I, Taker actually, to me, um, could be, and it doesn't say he is by any means, um, and it doesn't necessarily say he's the first inductee. It just says he will be inducted this year. Um, he would be the only other guy, although Hogan could have been, and they didn't do it with him, so probably not, like Andre was. Andre, the first year that they started the WWE Hall of Fame, Andre was the only inductee. And I think Taker could be that. I don't think he will be. I think there will be other um, folks inducted as well. But, uh, yeah, Taker, uh, they're doing it. Uh, I think we may have talked about last uh, time. The Hall of Fame is going to be on Friday night, directly following SmackDown. Um, so it, uh, if you go to SmackDown that night, you get to stay for the Hall of Fame, uh, which is kind of cool um, and a good way to sell tickets. Uh, not a bad business move on theirs. Um, and I, I got to admit, if I was in uh, Dallas for Mania Weekend, like I have been in, in past years, and actually Dallas was the last Mania Weekend you and I both attended, um, I'd, I'd be tempted to do that, to see SmackDown and the Hall of Fame. I'd be tempted. There's probably some other show I want to see that night, too. Um, I've got a number of them already on my calendar that I kind of want to try to see that weekend. Uh, it's going to be nuts. But uh, I, Here's the scoop, dude. I don't know when we're going to record leading up to that week. I don't know what we're going to pick in, in totality. And I don't know when I'm going to see it because we leave, we leave the we leave early morning on the first, and we're on vacation for the next eight days. So I will tell you that I will not be watching much of anything because I will be on ocean, vacation. I'll be oceanside. So yeah. we'll we'll have to record earlier that week. But uh, every as everybody listens to our schedule now, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when we record that week for WrestleMania because I knew you were on vacation. Uh, <laughs> So we'll we'll figure it out. If we got to record Burn the Midnight Oil at, you know, two in the morning, we'll get up and do it for y'all. Uh, you know right. that doesn't work well for me. You know, we have some we have some really bad audio in the past of uh of 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 semi-conscious Tom. That's right. So. Crabby Jim and semi-conscious Tom. It'll be WrestleMania picks on uh on Jack Dan. Yeah, anyways, all right. Maybe a, pod a podcast for the ages. <laughs> right. So uh but anyways. We've rambled on long enough for you, everybody. Everybody have a great week. We will, uh, I believe, be back next week. That's the current plan. And uh, talk about our the fallout from Elimination Chamber and where that puts us on the road to WrestleMania and uh, anything else that happens in this crazy, crazy world. Well, probably catching up on some AEW, too, because I was really yes. pleased. I know we didn't talk about AEW a lot other than kind of just a, a, like a crossover segue because um, the House of Black. Um Finally, this week, this card to revolution started to actually formally come together, which yep. is which is pretty cool. Like I was in my mind before the show started on Wednesday, I was like, they really kind of got to get going on this. And then sure enough, 
the show happening. Yeah, and then you'll see more as the night plays out, I think. Or actually, I think you're up to date because I know that you posted the card to date um, without spoilers in the in the in the thread that we have. So yeah, um, I, I will say because I'm only about halfway into Dynamite, so I know there's more to happen. Um, loved the CM Punk promo. Thought it was great um, to open that show, and and I'm looking forward to that dog collar match because that it's gonna be bloody. It's gonna be bloody. It's gonna be bloody good, bloody and good. Bloody and, good. and I think and we and I said it before. We'll say it again. I'll probably say it when we make picks that that the the, the day or days that precede that show. That's my anniversary weekend. I'm gonna probably take Monday the seventh off just so I can watch Revolution because you know. I can't imagine celebrating year 22 of marriage by going, hey, also on Sunday, I'm going to watch, watch AEW for four hours. Not if you want to get to year 23. That's don't, yeah, don't, don't know, <laughs> don't know, don't know that that's really like the, the best way to put my foot forward. <laughs> right. Yeah. Only, only if you're looking for 22 to be it, but uh, I don't think you are. So uh, everybody be safe. Uh, stay warm. I, weather's weird. I was telling Tom before it's 65 on Sunday and nine on Tuesday here in Nebraska. So. Uh, get a coat or some swim trunks, do it all in the same week. Who knows? Uh, have a great week, Tom. You have a great week. Always good to be with you. And, uh, we'll talk to y'all soon.